Hi, and welcome to Carbomb Podcast, episode 405. Mm. Uh, Clap sync! You see what I did there? Yeah, I was too busy collapsing. Because 404 is not found. Yes, uh, we get it. Uh, anybody? Anybody? Uh, but Chris, where's my waffle? <sighs> it is not International Waffle Day. That is tomorrow. Yeah, but it'll be yesterday when this episode comes out, so you failed. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I am your failure of a Hope you all enjoyed host. your waffles. Yeah, I am your failure of a host, Chris Truscott-Brown. Joining me... Mm-hmm. I'm the waffle man, Peter W. Dawson. And... And I'm not here, because fuck you, Jesse. This is Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Jesse sucks. <laughs> you guys remember the Waffles song from Scrubs? Uh, barely. It's been a while. Well, it's waffle time, it's waffle time. Won't you have some waffles of mine? Uh, I have a different song in mind. That's a different song entirely. Are you thinking of Guy Love? No. I'm thinking, uh, Emily, what song am I thinking of? Theme song. Thank you. You're always so reliable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the time. <sighs> so... <laughs> I I know this is very uh, defeats the purpose on an audio podcast. I don't have a lot to say. I have had a rough week. Yep. Um, I work at a auto dealership, as I've said. Um, I handle service, and then my coworker, like he he handles service a little bit, but mostly he does all the parts stuff. And unfortunately, he had to go to a funeral in Alberta. Which, driving there is basically the day of the funeral, a day to drive there, and a day to drive back. So, he's been gone Tuesday, Wednesday, and today, Thursday. And then I just found out his car broke down and he won't be back tomorrow. And I am getting worn out doing both jobs for basically the whole week. Yeah, that's a lot. Especially, like, I can do the parts thing, but it's not second nature like it is when you do it every day so it's mentally taxing because i'm having to like overthink everything that i do to make sure i don't screw it up so that's been my week Mm. Uh, lovely i can't say what property i work with but several properties in the okanagan including the one i work at are soon going to be welcoming some kenyan refugees Hmm. cool interesting so i'm going to get to help uh future citizens uh, learn the way around Kelowna. That's pretty neat. That's pretty awesome. I I mean, it it sucks that they have to be refugees, but, uh, you know, it's cool that uh, you're going to get to host them and kind of be their first face, so. Yeah. Well, me and, like, 20 others, but yeah. Well, yeah. Still. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying, be part of that team, essentially. Specifically, one of the reasons I can't do the podcast next week is I'm going to be helping them uh, navigate around Kelowna, and so I gotta, you know, sink some more time into that, so I won't have time for the podcast. Like, is this walking around small areas, or are you taking well, no, they, like uh, tour vans, or like we're going downtown and stuff? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to their place. I'm gonna take them to the nearest supermarket so they know where it is. Take them to the nearest uh, pharmacy so they know where that is. 
uh, one of the guy, one of the people going with me is actually a fairly new immigrant himself. He's only been a citizen for two years, and he immigrated a few years before that. Hmm. So, like, he became a citizen right prior to COVID, and he was like, perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he knows about the culture shock uh, yeah. as well. So that'll be like, this is one of the reasons I want him. Like, you know, because I'm like, of the people who are on the committee that were like available that day, I was probably the one with the most local knowledge. But he was the one with the good like immigrant experience knowledge. So I was glad to have him come too. Yeah. Because, you know me, I tend to talk fast and, uh, you know, maybe don't always 100% think things through. So, eh, Fair enough. Not going to lie, didn't know this, so I went ahead and looked it up. I was curious how many of these people are likely to know English. Uh, and it looks like while their national language is Swahili, uh, official languages are Swahili and English. So hopefully at least some of them will speak English, if not maybe all of oh, them. Oh, they all do. I don't know. Yeah, they, they all do. They all do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I didn't they... also know with it being bilingual like that, how how common, I, I mean, obviously it's common enough to be listed as one of their official languages, but I didn't yeah. know if it's like, oh yeah, everyone speaks both, or if it's just a, it's common enough. The immigration program you know. they're in specifically um, like, I don't think this is true for all of them, but uh, it came with a transitionary period where they would uh, go to English classes if they didn't already have any knowledge of that. And they would also do other education for the because they would get placed in like a, a comp company would offer to sponsor them and give them a job. And in return, they would get training at a time in the basic theory of that job field in this case, because it's a sure. hospitality. They uh, got like a three month crash course on the basics of hospitality in Canada. Hmm. And uh, they all spoke English already, but I mean, um, you know, they probably got some more lessons on that. A sure. couple of them may not even end up staying in hospitality, but it's kind of like their first job, get them on their feet. Yeah. Because the, co well, the company provided them a place, they're still paying for it, but it's like predetermined it'll become another salary. They tried to get a place that didn't suck, which is hard to sit, do with Kelowna. Yeah. Uh, right. It's affordably, and I... I basically like that. I'm not saying this is the case because this absolutely is a system that can work. Uh, but your living wages coming out of your salary, if it's basically all of your salary, that is employed as modern slavery all over, unfortunately. And again, I'm not saying that's what this is no. doing, but if you try to find a good place in Kelowna, it would basically accidentally turn into that because this city is so bloody expensive to live in oh yeah i was gonna say i haven't specifically looked it up but i can imagine just based on what i've been told about Kelowna, with it being sort of like the vacation hot spot i would imagine that like property values are really freaking high uh, there was a parade so. of albertans going through town today oh yeah yeah uh we had the uh the freedom honkers going through penticton uh on tuesday and then again today on Tuesday, they actually had the big, like, convoy with all the decorated trucks and the train horns, mm. and they, on the main highway, uh, doubled up, like, side-by-side side, uh, with four-way flashers on, leaning on their horns and driving about 15 kilometers an hour, completely Jesus. blocking traffic for miles and miles. It's miles like, I don't miles, care right. what you're protesting, you can't do that. Like Right. Like, and that is illegal. And I was joking around, like, I went and talked to the salesman when we were all watching that, and I looked around at everyone, like, pretending to be confused, and was like, 
Oh, oh, weird. Uh, we are still all not wearing masks. I thought somebody must have reversed that with how upset they are. Like, I don't right. get what they're protesting anymore. Right. Uh, they're mad and they want people to know because they're all being conned by uh, white supremacists and Nazis. Which are basically the same thing, honestly, but you it's, know. Huh. It's almost like masks aren't actually the issue they're concerned no. about. Yeah. I mean, masks were uncomfortable <laughs> for, I think, like 99% of the population. I don't think anyone's denying that. But it's like, right. just suck it up and wear the mask. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's not the end of the world. No. It's been great not to have to wear it, but yep. although funnily enough, I feel more congested these days than when I wear my mask, probably because I've had less stuff flying into my face. Yeah. I still keep one in my pocket, and whenever somebody comes into my place of work wearing one, I put one on immediately. Good man. Because that's just common courtesy. Yeah, I got one stashed in my car, one in my apartment, and one in my work desk. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing my work uniform today, so, you know, a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> with a collar. That's about it. Let's say we hit some topics. Yeah. Um. So, Emily, do you want to do your Rule 34? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this one's pretty quick. Uh, Jesse and I were playing Sea of Thieves. Uh, Jesse made some sort of a joke that led us asking the question, is there a Rule 34 version of the Shrouded Ghost? Probably. Which is a type of Megalodon. Jesse decided to be brave and Google it. Oh, no. And could not find it. Oh. Which is when we came up with this question, which is Rule 34. If it, you find that it does not exist, are you responsible to make it exist? Yes, yes. that is the rule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I had never it. heard definitive, but it does feel like that should be uh, the case. Uh, and now I have to figure out whether Jesse or I must be burdened with making this a thing. Uh, whoever first came up with it. But it might be a collaborative effort, but yes, absolutely, that is the rule, since you are responsible for creating it and distributing it. Yeah. Okay, so Jesse was the first one to make a joke about it, but I was the first one to say, I bet you this already exists as a thing. If you want it to look good, don't let Jesse draw it. How's that? That's fair. Don't let me draw it either. Or me. Do Do I need to, like... Hey, I have do idea. I want it to look good either, though? Emily, Emily, I mean, let's be real. Knit it. <gasps> knit it? <laughs> knit the roll 34. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Actually, that's... Okay, and that's a, another great thing, but maybe we're, like, underestimating all the potential good of rule 34, because most people, like, it's just digital art, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, there's so many other mediums you could potentially use... <laughs> <laughs> we are underutilizing this, guys. Hundred percent. Sorry, I'm tired now. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, I just got an email days. back about uh, Children's Hospital Week. Oh, nice. So I do have. I'll, uh, put that in chat. I was gonna say I have three different potential topics because I wrote down two and I just realized I have a third. Uh, so Emily, I'm gonna let you pick. Uh, we have okay. nonsense with cars. Good places to go with cars and wrestling. I'm going to start with uh, one that sounds interesting to me, which is good places to go in cars. All right. This, so Chris probably knows about this place. 
Uh, this is a Canadian classic, especially for people in British Columbia. I consider it one of the top ten places to go in BC. It is a place called Barkerville. Chris, do you know it? Mm-hmm. Yep, perfect. So Barkerville is a historic town. It's part of, uh, I can't remember if it was the Caribou or Klondike Gold Rush. It might have been both, actually. Uh, so it's an old, like, Gold Rush town. It's about eight hours north of Kelowna. Like, it's easily, it's easily over a day trip, because you got to go to a town called Squamish, and then that's about a half hour outside of uh, Barkerville. And two hour, Squamish itself is two hours south of Prince George, which is considered BC's northern capital. And I use heavy air quotes there because uh, Prince George is actually still in the south half of the province. <laughs> it's a big For BC. For the record, I'm aware of Barkerville. I've never actually been. Okay. Well, let me let me uh, pitch to you a reason to go, Chris. So besides the fact that it's a cool historic town, because it's like a living museum in a way, because like, you know, there's a lot of people who do reenactments and stuff there. Uh, yes. There's plenty of people who, you know, drive stagecoaches. There's plenty of people who... Um, do you like blacksmithing? Gold panning, of course, is a big one because it's part of the gold rush. Yeah. Uh, and there's like, yeah, there's people that are just flat out sell like gold nuggets and stuff. But one of my favorite things about that place is that there are a couple of hotels in town you can stay at that are like historic recreation. So they're kind of like uh, bed and breakfast more than anything. Yeah. And one of them is the St. George Hotel. And currently, you can stay there on Canada Day weekend for $155 Canadian a night. Which is incredibly cheap for Canada Day accommodations, basically anywhere in Canada. Yeah. So I just want to shout out the St. George Hotel. Uh, you know, if you're looking for a destination this Canada Day, it could do worse because Canada Day is on a Friday. So if you're one of those people who gets uh, statutory holidays uh, uh, actually off, you can make a three day weekend out of that. Yeah. I didn't know Canada Day was going to be a Friday. That'll be awesome. Right? Uh, I can also recommend, uh, in the other direction, uh, in the Kootenays, uh, Sandin is a ghost town. Well, near ghost town. There are people that work there, but no one really lives there full-time anymore. Uh, but it was a silver mining town, and it was cool to explore. We did that last summer. Uh, there was actually... A still actively working and maintained uh hydroelectric dam that is running the town and that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool i uh recently had the chance to visit a uh local abandoned place um which some of you will know if you play pokemon go with me <laughs> uh but uh, there is an abandoned um, uh, observatory that was that uh, really belonged cool. belonged to one of the uh, uh, colleges in the area, and um, it's really cool. There is like an old auditorium inside. You can still get up into the two towers that had the telescopes in them. The telescopes themselves have been rehomed and actually had been for quite a while. I think, I think even before they closed, they they rehomed them just because the observatory is so old that at the time that the telescopes were put in, it was kind of on like far enough away from from Cleveland, and Cleveland was still small enough that there wasn't uh, too much light pollution. 
And yeah. eventually they had to, even when they were still using the building for other things, they did have to get rid of the telescopes uh, simply because there was just too much light pollution in the surrounding area uh, for them to be used for that purpose anymore. Peter is currently um, rubbing his buddy to get him excited. Yeah. I like an excited <laughs> Steelix. It makes it gives him a lot of energy. Um, I do need to go back because there is like a whole sub-basement and all of that that I have not explored yet. That would be so. really cool to see, but it's funny you say the telescopes were rehomed before it shut down. When you don't have any telescopes, how are you still in observatory? Uh, they, I think... I think while it was no longer technically an observatory, uh, they did have, like, station. there is an auditorium, um, there was, like, an auditorium that was still there. Uh, I'm assuming that they used it for some, like, uh, like, lecture halls and small rooms and stuff for a while. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Um, all right. Speaking of places to go, I actually just remembered something. Oh. Um, just recently, they opened a new reservation system for BC Parks. That has been frustrating. I can imagine. <laughs> so, uh, we both signed up immediately when it launched. Mm -hmm. And we're immediately about uh, 3,000th in the queue. Mm-hmm. And waiting and watching for it to count down. And, of course, by the time we got there, uh, everything is booked up for May Long Weekend. So it's like, now that we can't just, like, drop in and hope to find a place, now it's completely booked up and we have no chance at all. So I don't know where we're going to camp for May Long Weekend. But not in a BC park. Uh, just go camp at Walmart like all the other people do. Yeah. That is not even a joke. Mm, so, me. I just read through this email uh, from someone at ELU. Mm. And uh, so, long story short, because I was thinking, like, surely they are going to want a PCR or at least... Um, even if it isn't technically a PCR, it may be like an NAAT uh, that they require uh, for the event. Uh, nope. Uh, a PCR 72 hours in advance or a home antigen test within 24 hours are acceptable. Hmm. So I can just uh, bring my PCR test I picked up uh, from the pharmacy the other week then. My, sorry, my antigens, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I. that's probably what I'll do is, like, I still have the four tests that we got from, like, from the government. Uh, yeah. I, you know, you, they had a thing where you could get four free antigen tests. So I, we haven't used any of them, so I'll probably just pack them in my bags. And then, yeah. you know, on the 11th, I'll just take one at the hotel. Yeah, I so. think we all will. <laughs> Not yours. Well, I'll, I'll bring my own. COVID <laughs> test party. <laughs> all right, everybody. Stick it up your nose. That's all right. <laughs> I've only got this one test, so we're all going to have to share it. Oh. I, I was going to say, all of us in a room just going like, oh. Like, and that's how we all got the mumps. <laughs> yep. Gross. Yeah. 
But no, still looking forward to that trip. That is coming up again. Just to remind people, uh, Jesse, Jacob, and I will be going on April 10th. We'll be down there until the 17th. Uh, as is tradition. We'll have that week off for the yep. podcast. Yep. As is tradition, uh, <laughs> we'll all be going down together, but then coming back, Jesse's going first thing in the morning because he's had enough of us idiots. No, he got like a, he got like the 6 a.m. flight home, whereas I think Jacob and I are on like the 5 o'clock home. Why? I don't know. Well, because for me, it was cheaper. What time is hmm. mine on the way home? We're leaving at 9.40, so we'll back, be back in Cleveland a little afternoon. Now, on the way out there, we're flying out at 6.55, so we'll be, like, in Orlando by 9.25. Which, speaking of which, Peter, I was going to say, which, speaking of which, Peter, I don't know if you need to do anything so that, like, we can check in. Oh, wait, no, I sent Phil a document for that already. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Just You're on a copy top to you, but I, I did send Phil Excellent. one. Okay. And I'll probably need to message the hotel just so they know, and they can put his name on the other room or something. Right, right. I know. It's, it's <laughs> like, very like just... you guys can just wait outside the hotel for several hours. <laughs> and by Peter several, we mean from nine twenty-five to like almost five p.m. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like right after you'll wait that, and you'll like it. <laughs> Phil, if you're right. listening to this, you may want to actually get a Marriott account if you don't have one yet. That'll probably make this easier. I'm just going to fly out use the podcast to pass messages now. I, don't I was going to say, uh, he might listen to it. I'll also probably talk to him beforehand, but, like, yeah. you know, this is also legit. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> Let's just use this as a uh, as a messaging tool. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Because I think we flat out mentioned what place we're staying at. Hi, Dad. Hope you're enjoying and... Seattle. <laughs> Since we're using this well, as a messaging Well, it's the place where the sun shines, so no. And uh, it when... When you want to respond I mean, to the message, just leave a message on the voicemail, and I'll play that yeah, on Blazzle. next podcast. <laughs> and uh, and you know, one week at a time. Uh, you can <laughs> it's very spread slow. Messages back it's, and forth. I mean, you like Pony Express is probably still better. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, not between here and Cleveland. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hill. How long would it take you to ride a horse from here to Cleveland? I wonder. Uh, let's see. I mean, they move at twenty-four miles an hour. Like yeah, that. I mean, yeah, so it's going to be... They wouldn't be able to do a solid all-day drive. Like, you'd have to stop and rest let, more let me than just, you would uh, with your car. Measure, okay, Kelowna I mean, to Cleveland. A well-in-shape horse may be able to, you know, go for a decent amount of the day, but they're not going to go top speed all day, no, right? Just like, gonna, you know, plot along. Right. Okay, so that's about 30... That's oh, Wow, that is exactly almost 3,800 3, kilometers. Okay. Uh, dang it. Uh, okay. So Google Maps offers a travel by plane, by bus, or by car, or walking. Uh, bike but might they, be comparable. They offer bike, but they, but they don't uh, offer horse, which is. <laughs> I think go by bike. It would be pretty comparable. That's fair. Uh, yeah, because you're probably you know you're not gonna like gonna be get, in full sprint. Yeah, you're gonna get tired about the same rate a horse would. Depending on how much you. So that's about push. 100 hours Probably of travel. Probably less, though. So I'm showing between my house and just Kelowna. I just put in Kelowna in general. Yeah. Uh, 199 hours. <laughs> okay. That's actually double what I had for total hours. <laughs> so huh. forget a horse. Uh, you could bike here in 199 hours. So just a little over two weeks. Yeah. Just don't sleep. Sleep is for the week. Yep. 
And the old. Yep. I'm old. I'm tired. I, I was gonna say, and I'm weak, so... <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite memes is the Fallout one, where it's just like, it's like, the best thing about video games is you can live through completely unrealistic scenarios, and then it has the Fallout picture of, you are well-rested. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, so, I can't remember what that's like. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, considering if you were to bike, completely not stopping, which is, of course, unrealistic, but you're looking at a little over eight days okay so, so podcast to podcast communication is technically faster but only one way if you make this trip now you can just start talking so i guess although you would uh, you biking... would literally be having to like ride like sleeping on your horse like so i mean people if you break do it that. down into like i don't know eight hours at a time. Yeah. You're looking more at like 24 days. Like it's almost a month to. <laughs> that that right to... there. Like th this has gone on so long with such a weird <laughs> joke. But really that. No that right there. When you think about like. But it makes sense. How like, much. Pioneers and... <laughs> yeah just how much. Smaller the world got. Once. Oh yeah. Trains planes and automobiles. Showed up like. It used to be, yeah, uh, like that. That's like a week away. I'm not going to that town, or like. And even you know, how much smaller it is, also with internet. I mean, yeah. there would be no way for us to. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I guess podcasts probably wouldn't exist in the sense that it does now. But well, with no internet, yes, it would be very hard to yeah. do a podcast. But, but also, I'm saying that uh, you I know, I mean, radio my message shows. on wax cylinders, and I will mail them to listeners. <laughs> That's right. Just Edison like machines. Yeah, <laughs> we were uh, but, we were watching uh, um, The Great Escape the other day. Still okay. holds up. Fantastic movie. Not that I'm saying anything controversial everyone mm -hmm. agrees it's a great movie but specifically um when they actually get out and they're trying to like finalize the escape and get out of germany uh, i was just commenting on like oh yeah this person's going to spain and this person's going to france and this person's trying to go to switzerland and just thinking like for somebody that grew up in north america europe is weird it's like <laughs> it's like i could yeah i could go I'm fairly close to the border, so I could go to the States. Really, if I was, like, extra determined, I could go all the way down into South America and, you know, Mexico and further. And But that's a lot of work. But in in the UK, it's just like, I'm going to go to Scotland today. And then right. just like, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to go to Germany instead. And that's like... It just all sounds so far away, but then when you're there, it's just like, nah, they're all just in there. <laughs> I mean, you could drive across Switzerland in like four hours. Yeah. And that's and that's it's west so... to east, not north to south. I think north to south is even less. Hmm. You know, I finally just happened to be looking at the map, and I finally know where Penticton is now, because yeah. I get all sorts of, you know, I hear you talk about it from time to time, and I hear, uh, and I get stuff from there on Pokemon Go, but <laughs> yep. now I now I have a that, visual for it. So. For me, um, that I'll give you the actual addresses of both things later, uh, but uh, that's my commute that I do every day. It takes about 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah, from where I live to there, it's about an hour. 
So one quarter sw- Switzerland. Yeah. That's my new measurement that also, for things. <laughs> that also uh, gives me a good idea of just how far north of the border you are time-wise as well then. Oh, yeah. Just eyeballing Pen- it. Yeah, so. <laughs> Pen- Penticton uh, is really close to Osoyoos, which uh, what would that be? Like a half-hour drive? From Penticton? Yeah. I think slightly over that because you got to go through Oliver first. Yeah, that's true. But basically in Penticton, uh, I could be across the border in an hour, and that's including actually getting across barring it. Yeah, I was just eyeballing it. I was like, oh, they're only about two hours north. Yeah, Yeah. we've done that commute before. I mean, but whenever I go to Seattle, when I I went back when I would go to the Penny Arcade Expo, um, it was about a six-hour drive because we'd have to go to the coast, which is about three and a half to four hours. Yeah, I've always crossed at the coast. Uh, Yeah. I've never actually crossed at a Soyuz. I don't know which, like, which, where you end up. Well, the problem with the Soyuz is you then end up in a bunch of mountains. Yeah. And Um, so if you actually want to go west, you have to zigzag. Well, I know which state. (laughs) I just don't know which, like, I I know... I know where I will end up if I cross from Vancouver, like right, in, right. into uh, um, Bellingham is usually where we went to. But uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say if you keep going, eventually you'll get to Seattle. But yeah, that's still a while south. Not far from Montana either. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, still a bit, I guess. But like, yeah, the big thing is if you go through Osoyoos, you still have to go like super south before you get a good road to go west towards Seattle. And at that point, it's like. Should have just gone the other way. Yeah. It's really what it comes down to. Uh, but speaking of cars, I'm going to quickly touch on this news story just because I think it's hilarious. Um, so Gran Turismo is a popular PlayStation series of games where you race cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for everyone who doesn't know, I'm sure Chris is familiar at the very least. Uh, and a big thing that became controversial is this fully purchasable game has in-game credits, which of course means microtransactions. Yay. And a recent patch made it harder to earn credits. So let me tell you how they got around this. Because you can connect to it through uh, the PlayStation 4's um, remote play. Mm -hmm. Or the PS5, you can do it as well. Which means you can connect to your PC, you connect your uh, Sony console through your PC. You can then run a script through that remote play. Which lets you farm credits by yourself. (laughs) <laughs> without actually having to play the game. Hey, guess what that is? It's literally crypto mining. Yep. Right. <laughs> so they found Gran Turismo has... It, 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 they were trying to get people to pit, spend more money, and all they've done is turn their game into crypto. Yeah. Which I freaking love. <laughs> my, um, my co-worker who's been off this week, and so officially he's a jerk, and I hate him, but not really. Um, he has been having... Uh, He's a PlayStation guy. Uh, He has been having a hell of a time with that game because he gets just a few hours after work and then, you know, it's bedtime. Yeah. Uh, So, okay, I bought this game. I'm going to go home and start the download, uh, (laughs) which will not be done before bedtime. So, day one, start the download. Yep. Day two, guess what? When he gets home. Patch? Yep. Mm-hmm. Day two, update. He has to wait an hour, barely gets any time with the game. Uh, guess what happens? Have, have you played these games or are you just referencing the story? I'm referencing the story, but I'm a little bit aware of what happens. So, 
finally he's ready to start the game up. Do you think that means he's ready to start racing? No. You have to get your license. <laughs> There's a licensing program and you have to pass test after test after test that basically teaches you the game but treats it like a licensing program. Uh, it basically took him not five days straight, but five days with a couple hours after work each day. And he still wasn't satisfactorily playing the game properly. And it's like, all right, all right, settle down. Isn't it always suck when you need in games like this and you're like, how much? And then you look at the franchise, it's shipped like 85 million units. You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You should tell your friend about Lost Judgment. Yeah, what's, uh, what about it? Well, just because if he's a PS5 owner, he could play. Oh, okay. Just get him that instead. It's a much more satisfying experience. Yeah, uh, sorry, I thought you were making a, like, a comparison with having to go through some bullshit. No, I was just saying it's a better game and pe- people who have the console should get it. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, we killed how much time on that stream with that game? <laughs> Mostly with Jesse doing the, like, That was at least an hour. Punch, like, <laughs> yeah. I still laugh at that. <laughs> That's still great. And man, I cannot wait because the uh, DLC is coming out on the 28th. So and, that... and Lost Judgment, is that an exclusive? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, I should probably get it for the Xbox. Yeah. Eventually I will. Absolutely. It looks uh, like, like I couldn't believe when you were playing it during our follow-up Extra Life stream. It's like, wait, like there's this and this yep. and this and this. <laughs> it's like... Hang on, this is still one disc, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> my favorite is just that Virtual Fighter Five is just in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's still my like the other one because like the old arcade classics. I'm like, yeah, sure, but how much data did that take, right? Yeah. And then like Virtual Fighter Five is a fairly recent game. Yep. Oh, uh, that's great. But you know what but else? There is actually, oh, sorry, if ahead, you guys are uh, interested, there is one more place that I would love to share with you guys. Uh, that is actually. A neat place to go mm-hmm. in Canada that you may or may not know about. Go on. Please. Uh, so we were talking about uh, abandoned places. Mm-hmm. And this is an abandoned, uh, a semi-abandoned uh, place in Canada that my brother and I have considered going to uh, if we can get proper permission um, to do so. Mm-hmm. And that is... I'll actually zoom out. That is Boplo Island. It is much closer to us, so you can see I have shared my screen. Here oh, yeah. is Cleveland oh, yeah, just and Michigan. Yeah. And yeah, it's a little south of Detroit. And it is on the Canadian side. Yeah. And as you can see here, there are houses, and in fact, like, you can see some of these people have, like, their own, like, lap pools and, like, little mini golf courses and stuff. Yeah. The, these are clearly pretty well-off people if if you're living on this island. But you notice that and it's only the top end of the island that people seem to live. Um, I just want to mention, because this is visual, uh, on Google Maps, it's... B-O-I-S-B-L-A-N-C, Boblan Island. Yes. And yes. if you want to look it up, you'll sort of see what Emily is talking about. 
but yeah, yeah, it is uh, colloquially known as Boblo Island. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, you'll notice this entire bottom half seems to be pretty much uninhabited. You can see a few structures, but it doesn't seem like Detroit there's really any... Looks filthy. Right? <laughs> yeah, you can see where it's like more shallow and where it's deeper. It's yeah. a little clearer because it's clearly moving more. But, mm -hmm. um, uh, but this area here yeah. used to be an amusement park. Okay. And while... Most of it is gone. Uh, this structure here, and mm -hmm. I wonder if I can find some other pictures of it, is an old dance hall. Uh, well, we'll see what areas it allows me to do street view. Will no it allow really. me to go somewhere around here? It does not. No. I will... Uh, Fair enough. Let me see if I can find a picture. Oh, yeah, so uh, this is the la landing, the old landing area. Hmm. Um, it's like this old barge. Uh, this area is now, I think, closed off. But uh, let me see if I can find the dance hall. Uh, the owners, Ooh. the people who currently own the dance hall, this is what it looked like previously, uh, and here's roughly its current state. Um, this may be an older picture, but... Please tell me it's haunted. Uh, it might be. Uh, here's the thing. I was hoping that's the nothing I'm is not around it. Ghosts aren't real. I'm not saying it's not haunted. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, apparently, oh goodness, you know, it's, looks it's amazing. Yeah. So it's been abandoned. The floors, unfortunately, these beautiful hardwood floors, I understand, are in not in good shape anymore. They wouldn't be. <laughs> They're probably mostly my, male. My understanding is that the owners have said that possibly to the right buyer, they may be willing to sell the old dance hall. Uh, as, you know, maybe it could be, like, an event center or something like that now. Yeah. Um, At this point, it might be more expensive to fix it than it would so be to build a new one. Bill and I have uh, actually considered getting into uh, commercial drone piloting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Phil has his commercial dr drone license, uh, and that's something, actually, that I really should study for um but eventually i may get it as well and there are several different things you can do with that commercially including like exterior shots for larger properties that are going up for sale like real estate type stuff construction often uses drones just because they can get like advanced imaging um for larger Buildings, even just private residences that are being sold, you can use Cinewoop to get uh, good footage within a property. Uh, and so, you know, we've kind of been looking at that. And we have actually wanted to potentially reach out to them and say, hey, uh, you know, with your permission, 
we would love the chance to come in and get both drone footage from the outside um as well as potentially drone and or you know other just photographs and stuff on the inside both one for historical purposes uh to you know get photos of it before it's any more deteriorated and secondly if you guys were ever serious about potentially putting it up on the market you know we'd be happy to provide you guys with all of the footage and photos yeah uh, for marketing purposes so we have yet to actually reach out to them but uh that could be something that we worst that we could look happen is they tell point. you to fuck off and then like what you've wasted all of five minutes <laughs> i was gonna say potentially even worse i suppose is they just don't talk to us at all i don't know i would um, say just no response is better than a go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah i suppose that's true because at least then uh i mean it's it's I think it's like 10 bucks to get a ferry ride over there. Yeah. So like, even if they don't respond to us, that's, that's not a do not come on to exactly. uh, like our property. I did want to Now, obviously we're not going to get as good of a look at the actual location because we won't be able to go inside if, yeah. if we don't get permission. But, but as far as I know, there's, well, technically, I suppose if you were bothering someone like, I suppose technically being anywhere on the amusement park grounds is probably considered trespassing. I doubt that unless you're going in somewhere where you're not supposed to, that anyone's going to bother you either. Um, It's more so like we wouldn't get to see any of the really cool stuff without, you know, express permission. So more cool if they let you in. Yeah, exactly. A lot of this stuff, we just have to like walk around and look at it. If we were to do it without permission, which feels like it would be a lot less worth the trip so <laughs> yeah i do want to mention while you're screen sharing and not to be specific uh your top left tab actually uh my previous co-worker has that and speaks highly of it so there's a recommendation yep uh i just realized i do not have my uh video up i got these prior to uh traveling so oh, nice <laughs> yeah. i had your video up for some other reason i didn't and i like didn't say anything sorry <laughs> <laughs> this whole time I've been like, if, yeah, I don't see Ugly tonight. Yeah, if that's the case, uh, if you already have them, do you want to talk about it or leave it vague? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really have any particular uh, like reason where I'm like, no, I'm shy. I don't want to talk about it. So I ordered a deck called the Panic Deck. It's just a large deck of cards. They're the only complaint I have so far is that they are bigger than I thought they would be. So yeah. they're not as convenient for like putting in they're a like, like slipping flash into card a size, pants not playing pocket. card size. Yeah, a little like small flashcards, but uh, basically they come with a uh, half a deck that is like they're called wellness cards, and then the other half are called crisis cards, and the wellness cards are just ways that you can uh, work on in your everyday life uh for managing like panic and anxiety Mm -hmm. uh like when you're not in the middle of a panic attack and then the crisis cards are all like what you can do like oh shit i'm having a panic attack right this moment and you can pick a card and it'll like essentially give you um some strategies for helping like manage it 
Uh, and I've been dealing with like a lot of anxiety over the last year and particularly about like traveling, um, and stuff like that. And of course I got a trip coming up. (laughs) So I'm like, (laughs) you know what? I, I could probably use, use this. So, so far I think they're, they, you know, they seem like they're pretty good. I haven't tried them, but, um, I was thinking of getting some, I, I, I get anxious I mean, so does everybody. But, um, right, yeah. Uh, I had a co-worker that bought that deck and really, really said it. Like, it was That's very kind helpful. of awesome <laughs> that uh, you just happen to see that tab and be yeah. like, oh, I, I know what that like, is. I know what that and is. I... And I, <laughs> I thought you were looking at it. Uh, there's like an Amazon tab up in the corner yeah. uh, to be more specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like... I, I don't really need any of these tabs now. So Fair enough. Um, um, but yeah, it's like, I know what that is and I wanted to recommend it. Ooh. I, I finished your hat for your wife, by the way. I, nice. That's another very thing. Well. That's great. That's, uh, that another thing. So awesome. Uh, honestly, she will share on probably podcast. still, uh, wear it now and not wait for next winter. Yeah. Cause right. she is perpetually <laughs> cold. Yeah. She seems to always <laughs> ever up when I ever, whenever I'm around her. Yep. <laughs> Well, except to, except well, in, now she'll except have a in, fancy uh, new when, hat. When I saw her cosplay, but I mean that was like August. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't eat in buildings, so I mean, yeah, I miss cosplaying because I miss conventions. Well, hopefully so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but speaking of cosplay, let me tell you about one of the greatest cosplayers of all time. Please. <laughs> That's right. It's wrestling time again. <laughs> so this is gonna be a short one, but I just want to talk about one of the most hilarious things that. A seemingly inconsequential man had on the wrestling the history of wrestling. This is the tale of the honky tonk man. <laughs> now, I'm sure most people aren't familiar, but you hear the name the honky tonk man. Yes, he was an Elvis impersonator. That's exactly what he was. I mean, like, <laughs> and what was so to kind of give a brief overview? What happened is he showed up in the WWF in 1986. So in between WrestleMania 2 and WrestleMania 3. And he started out, as, of all things, as a good guy, because when I think when I think good guy, I think annoying Elvis impersonator. <laughs> but because he was friends with Hulk Hogan, they kind of gave him, like, the hero treatment at first, and, like, Hulk Hogan was even, like, cutting promos, saying how good man, how, what a good man the, Hulk, the honky-tonk man is, which I'm just like, wow. <laughs> and my one of my favorite things about him, just real brief, is he turned heel... Because there was a popularity poll that he lost. And he was like, that's outrageous. All right, I'm going to go yell at the president of this company and then stop kissing babies. I'm going to slap him instead. (laughs) He said with a, you know, like Memphis-style accent. It was amazing. So what ended up happening is uh, WrestleMania 3, I do want to mention this, had a match between Randy Savage, the Macho Man himself, who I believe needs almost no introduction at this point. Nope. Yep. He fought Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Saw McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, but he one of Randy Savage's best matches was at WrestleMania three uh, against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That guy I'm not familiar with. That's all right. <laughs> Incredible name though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's like uh, Hawaiian, um, you know, and he had like martial arts style stuff going for him. He actually one of his original entrance themes was serious from the Alan Parsons project, hmm. which is a hell of a choice. Uh, that's a good one for any wrestler to answer to. 
That's like the uh, that's the one that's like uh, there's no lyrics. It's just like dun, 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 dun. like it sounds. It sounds like an '80s pump up ballad before you're gonna go fight, which is very yeah. fitting for any wrestler, really. But um, they had a really good match at WrestleMania three. It's usually considered one of the top ten WrestleMania matches of all time for uh, Macho Man's Intercontinental Title. Which, for the, if you're not familiar, classic thing is you have the World Championship, and then you have lesser titles below it that aren't like the big championship, but you still have a title. You know, it's like the silver medal, but in title form that you can compete with separately. So it's it's not useless, but you didn't win. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not number one, but you're still like a face of the company, a real important dude. And in this case, uh, what happened? It yeah. So Macho Man had the title. And he lost it to Steamboat. Now, this was probably supposed to be the start of a big run for, for, for Ricky, but he had just become a father. And so he really wanted to take some time off to be, be there with his son. But the problem is he's champion, and if you're supposed to be on the road, like, you know, 300 days a year, yeah, uh, you can't have your champion suddenly disappear for three, four months, whatever. So they ended up deciding to drop the title, and there was a couple of people they considered. I'm not going to bother mentioning their names because they're somewhat obscure. But the guy they ended up going with on Hulk Hogan's suggestion was the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> so Honky Tonk Man ended up very randomly, like it looks unplanned, but it actually was. It's, it's kind of brilliant. He, he seems to get a fluke pin on Ricky and win the title. And everyone's like, what? Why did this freaking Elvis impersonator suddenly become Intercontinental t- Champion. Like, now that you know the history of it, it's like, oh, Ricky wanted to take time off. It all makes yeah. sense. <laughs> so, he, so he has the title, and he he's going along for a bit having minor feuds, and you're just like, okay, he's going to drop the title eventually. Come Saturday night's main event in September of 1987, so he won the title in June, so this is a few months later. Four months, I want to say, math-wise, yeah? Yeah. He ends up in a match with Randy Savage. And everyone's like, okay, Randy Savage is going to win the title again because he was a recently Intercontinental Champion for a bit over a year, you know, and it's like it was kind of starting to be seen as his belt, so it made sense to put it on him for stability. Apparently, uh, Honky Tonk Man somehow had enough pull backstage to not drop the title, Hmm. which is very significant because, first of all, how the hell... Like, I know he was friends with Hogan, but, like, to this day, it's very hard to fathom how he managed to get away with that. This also fucked up the plans for WrestleMania 4, because what happened was, famously, Andre the Giant beat Hulk Hogan for the, chi- for the world title like two months before WrestleMania 4, and then, then Andre the Giant tried to, s- to sell the world title to the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> All you really need to know about his character is in the name. <laughs> he was a rich guy. He was like, I'm going to buy the world title. Because I, I am the richest man, and I am the best man. But because you can't, you're not supposed to just give away the world title, the fake president of the WWF, and of course, Vince McMahon had the scenes, was just like, no, 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 no. If you're going to surrender the title, that means it's null and void. You can't just give it to somebody else. So this led to a world title tournament at WrestleMania 4, which was not good. But the original plan had been that, that, of course, Macho Man was going to be Intercontinental Champion going into that, but because Honky Tonk was, they had to do something to appease Randy Savage. So this is the reason Randy Savage won the tournament at WrestleMania 4 and became World Champion. <laughs> and consequently, because Ted DiBiase had been promised the world title, <laughs> they had to do something for him. 
but you can't exactly do better than the world title. <laughs> but of course, hey, what does a rich guy do if he can't get the thing he wants? Buy it. Yep. So he bought himself a new title with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. No, no, no. It was a world. He called it the million dollar championship. And instead of proper belt straps, it was a series of dollar signs. <laughs> blinged up with a bunch of cubic zirconiums. It's that the, is horrifying. It's it's amazingly stupid and it's great. Yeah. So as a result of the honky tonk man being a stubborn piece of shit for some reason, Randy Savage got his first world title run and the million dollar championship was born. <laughs> and you may be asking now, so did the honky tonk man eventually drop the title? Yes. Eventually, hmm. he was able. He was somehow they convinced him. Or whatever. And one last footnote in history for him. He he was champion for 14 months. You know, going from June of, June of the previous year to SummerSlam in August the next year. Where he was defeated in 30 seconds. So much for being lucky. By the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> in what would be one of his first Intercontinental Championship runs. So he he managed to to rub elbows with several uh, major events in that year. Uh, I, I the, just looked up this million dollar championship belt. That is fucking awful. Hey, it's still around. Uh, Ninety two, the million dollar championship was abandoned. Uh, Wikipedia tells me. Keep reading. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, let me save you some time. Uh, among other times, uh, Ted DiBiase's son, Ted DiBiase Jr., briefly held the title. Is he also going by the Million Dollar Man? No, he was. He 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 just went by Ted DiBiase Jr. Okay. And Would you prefer that I send you Shredded Ghost Rule Thirty Four? <laughs> Probably. Uh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> Look, at least with that, there's a slight, slight chance of an erection, which has got to be a plus. There's. I don't think Chris is going to be turned on by gaudy nineteen early nineties wrestling belts. Nope. Yeah, I'm just saying, I don't think... Some it's... of the guys wearing them, however. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, because, like, it, it, recently in NXT, they even brought it back, and two guys had a feud over it for silly, silly reasons. I don't know if it's still active anymore, but I know it's a thing that happened. It was great. Yeah. Ted DiBiase is great, because he has one of the best evil laughs in wrestling history. And the Honky Tonk Man, um, he repeatedly had the shit kicked out of him once he, became, once he was no longer champion, so it's great. Yeah. And he that... looks terrible oh yeah I, I was looking him up and there's like recent pictures of him and uh he still puts the costume on and oh yeah well he, he looks more he he's he, i'm certain he's got hair plugs or something because he oh, looks like yeah. he should be balder than he is yeah and he, <laughs> he looks more bloated than he used to and he already looked bloated but like he kind of made it look good as good as you can when you look bloated yeah fair you enough know. and i mean help probably i'm help working on that myself <laughs> keep working <laughs> That was an unnecessary mean joke. Uh, I was about I, to say, why, I, Peter, why? I started it. <laughs> I know, and I finished it. <laughs> All right, you know what? I guess that's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, and besides, we always hang out with whiter men. Yeah. Correct. Only the whitest of men. Yep. Who apparently is back next week. Too good hopefully. for us. Yeah, too good for us. <laughs> God, I'm, hope, I'm, I'm really looking hope forward to it. I'm, I'm exactly. not going to be able to make that episode, and I'm probably going to have to phone in, but I'm just like, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because I think Jesse and Jacob will be back. Uh, they've both lock, been locked in movie hell. 
Uh, I am sad I'm going to miss uh, talking to Jesse about the Batman, though, because that would be worth talking about. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, actually, no, I did another... I did do a podcast. I'll watch it about... when it comes to um, streaming. I, yeah. I don't think it's worth going out to a theater for, to be honest. Nah, that's fair. You got you to gotta really want to watch Batman right now, but I mean, you know, it, it did pretty well for itself. Over 600 million worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's solid. And I and I overall liked it. Uh, I gave my full opinions in uh, this week's uh, Pop Tower, actually. Oh, I didn't listen to that one yet. Well, it comes out tomorrow. Oh, then that's why Or I... yesterday, if you're listening to this oh, podcast. The, well, the last one I didn't listen to yet. <laughs> that's fine. I'll get there. Yeah. Uh, I think that's... It's going to be slightly short, but I think that's going to do it. I don't have a lot left in me, to be honest. Yeah, I can tell. This is why we started I, early. I've got uh, I've got enough time for one more thing. Emily? Outro. Three, two, four. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass. Tailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing. Aerial brake shoe. Shock absorber. Oh. But what's the what's the aerial?